What's up, beautiful? And welcome to Relationship Badass, the podcast. I'm Nikki Sunshine, your host, and I'm here every single week to bring you juicy episodes that are loaded with tips, tricks, ideas, powerful mindset shifts, and all the things related to helping you have empowering, sexy, thriving, deep relationships. So buckle up, grab yourself a glass of tea, wine, bubbles, and get cozy as we dive into this week's episode. And welcome to episode 44 of the Relationship Badass Podcast. (laughs) I'm not even going to lie to you guys, I'm re-recording this introduction, although the one I just recorded was fucking hilarious. (laughs) But it's long, and I have a really juicy episode for you today, and it's also long, and so I thought, okay, I'm just going to eliminate all announcements, I'll save them for next week, and I just want to have a short, sweet introduction here. And um, yeah, just get right to the juicy content because I value your time. So I'm going to keep this super short, you guys. This is hard. I'm going to skip all of my announcements. And one announcement I'll make is that this interview was conducted while I was in Maui. And it was it happened on in one of the first couple of days I was there. And so those of you that follow my entire story or follow me on Instagram and whatnot will you might even giggle because this conversation occurred before I was, I, I, um, this conversation occurred before my huge, deep, dark night at the soul. <laughs> and so those of you that have been following knew, know that before I went to Maui, I kept saying, oh God, this feels heavy. I'm scared. This feels heavy. I can barely get excited to go to Maui for three weeks because it feels so heavy. And then in the time that this conversation that you're about to hear was recorded, you'll hear me joking with Molly and saying, Molly, isn't it funny? I thought it was going to be so heavy and I got here and it's just a fucking vacation. There's nothing to, that heaviness was wrong. It's actually totally fine. Um, And so there's some humor in that because some of you know that about the day after this (laughs) interview was recorded, um, shit got really heavy and my whole trip to Maui became about being with my dark emotions and burning a lot of attachments I have had to my relationship and my life and it was dark shit. So I just want to name that because some of you who kind of know my story might be like, oh, that's so funny. She's, what is she saying? It's incongruent with what happened. And so, yes, it is. Just know that this was recorded before all that happened. Um, All right. Other than that, I'm just going to share everything else I recorded in next week's episode. Um, So I'm just going to end that here, you guys. That's all I have to say before diving into this delicious conversation with Molly Curtis. Um, Let's see here. Molly is a... Oh, Lord. See, now I'm not prepared. I was all prepared with her introduction (laughs) 
And no, I'm not. All right. So Molly, Molly Curtis is a multifaceted, shape-shifting facilitator of alignment and activation. Her passion in this world lies in unleashing herself from societal expectations, conditioning, and programming in order to access more of the full spectrum of life. Her journey inward began in 2011 and is a lifelong pathway of exploration, play, drinking in the nectar of every moment. Her unrelenting dedication to personal inquiry has led her down many pathways of healing, including yoga, dance, sacred sexuality, medicine making, energy work, and harmonizing with the rhythms of nature and the elements. Molly is a brilliant, beautiful badass in the world. She's a dear, dear sister, and she's also a, a leader, and she has a lot of potent, potent wisdom to share. I highly recommend you go follow her on Instagram, go check out her website, see everything she's putting out there because it's so good. And honestly, Molly shares things that I, I like, I can't find that wisdom anywhere else. It's, she's so unique. So this conversation, we talk about honoring the human in us as much as we honor the deity and the divine. She talks about neither prioritizing or pedestaling the divine masculine or the divine feminine, but finding this really succulent, ease-filled balance within each of us. We talk about how moments of godlike realizations are no more desirable or quote-unquote better or sought after than moments of out-of-control, chaotic, messy, fuckery humanness. (laughs) We talk about... The journey of growth in the world as an individual and how we can, the experience of feeling like you've grown so much and maybe even feeling like the work is done. And then getting into partnership and how this divine mirror so blatantly shows you that the work is not done. We talk about that. We talk about making the shadow your beloved in every moment. Mm. Oh my God, I'm like dripping wet or orgasming with that one right there. <laughs> um, Molly challenges the kind of common idea that you can't have both comfort and growth. So I found that really interesting the way she did that. You'll definitely want to hear that. And she breaks down the difference between a polarity mindset and a duality mindset. Finally, we go into what Molly refers to as blending. Um, and this is that experience of coming together in partnership and slowly over time losing the connection to yourself and those things that you love and your desires and who you really are. Um, I know I've had this experience in many partnerships in my past. Molly has too, and so we relate on that, and, and we talk about um, that experience and what that's like and how to maybe not have that happen if it's not what you're looking for. So the whole conversation is so juicy. I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. I love you. I love you. I love you. Get cozy, grab your notebook, and get ready for this delicious conversation with Molly Curtis. What's up, beautiful souls? And welcome back to the show. I am here today with a beautiful human being, someone I consider a sister, a friend, a colleague, a fellow teacher, a fellow learner, student on the path. Her name is Molly Curtis. Hey, Molly. Hey, Miss Nikki Sunshine. Thanks (laughs) for having me. 
Yes. Thank you for being here and for bringing your beautiful, vibrant energy to the show. This is really exciting for me because we have been talking about making an episode together since I started this podcast. And now here it is showing up in the flow so naturally and it feels really good for me. So I'm wondering if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners here, give them a little glimpse into who is Molly before we dive into this delicious conversation. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thanks again for the intro. Um, my name is Molly Curtis. A lot of people call me Molly Moonrise. Uh, that happened once the Instagram handle happened and that was, you know, really fun. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have um, been on this personal development path for about eight years now, which is just an insane thing to think about. Um, and it began in the yogic world, of course, as many of us do. And um, I was a practitioner of yoga for about four or five years before I did my first teacher training. And that training was <clears throat> called Embody Shakti. And it was all about um, living as uh, the divine feminine archetypes. Um, so living as goddesses embodied. And of course, it's about the asana, the postures, and the pranayama, and the teaching. Um, but that is what really sparked me down this path uh, where I am today, which is in um, the yoga of relationships I studied through the Tibetan tantric lens. Um, mm -hmm. But there were many things that got me there. <laughs> um, it took a little while to find this place as my home. And mm -hmm. I studied plant medicine. I studied under a couple of different alchemists of whom you know as well um some uh -huh. acupuncturists somebody that we call the doctor i don't know who that could be <laughs> elusive man <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah quite a few yoga teachers i've done multiple different types of energetic healing training and i still work with all of these modalities um, and they've kind of synthesized into this really uh, unique offering, or at least I think it's unique because yes. <laughs> it comes through me, I suppose, yes. um, where my deepest passion is to coax the allness out of other, um, mm -hmm. as I call it, which is essentially mm -hmm. just encouraging someone to move out of the intellectual realm, which is mm -hmm. a place where I love to reside. So I understand how um, yummy it can be up there and into the body and how can we bring all of these practices out of conversation out of thought and like really live them through ourselves mm. um so tantric embodiment work archetypal embodiment work has very little to do with like throwing rose petals in puja to ganesha's feet it's about swallowing the energy of ganesha while you are simultaneously swallowed by that deity and living a divinized version of this archetype through your life. Um, and what really fascinates me, the nexus of my work is from, is what we're gonna talk about today, um, which is shifting from duality mindset into polarity paradigm. Um, so rather than believing, oh, I'm feminine and so I'm going to live the goddess, it's like, oh, I'm everything. And I can cultivate both sides. And how can I be dynamic and responsive to the moment so that I can pull out whatever archetype is needed. So when my partner, as a feminine essence person, if my partner needs to break down and shatter and be in his emotions, yep. if he's a man, 
then can I immediately shift into Shiva consciousness to witness consciousness Mm. and pull into that space? I'm going to hold the container so tightly, so safely and witness you so deeply that you are going to feel safer to unravel more fully than you ever have before. Um, So yeah, being whole, whole beings, wholeness, the allness of a human and um, recognizing that there's imperfection in it all. And so holding holy both the version of self that exists now, as well as um, continuing to rise into uh, a higher version that we see ourselves yes, as capable of stepping into. Mm. yeah that's that feels complete ish but you know Mm. we're humans anybody listening could probably introduce themselves for hours so I'm not gonna do that (laughs) yes it's okay we're gonna dive into everything you just said so we'll get to go deeper my first question that just comes up because I'm thinking of the listener something I kind of a big I don't even want to use the word summary but a big conclusion at the end there I heard you say like being whole humans so I just want to ask for the listener what does it mean to be a whole human to you Cool. Well, I think it's really personal. So I love that you added, what does it mean to me on there? Um, For me, being a whole being, right? Because it's not just being a human. Like part of our aspect is very human. Part of the aspect of ourselves is very human and other parts are completely, you know, divine goddesses and gods. So to me, like the wholeness of a being has to do with that entire spectrum. Mm. and holding neither one as more important and prioritizing neither the human nor the deity. Um, I think what's really common in spiritual communities is to reach toward divine perfection. Um, And in doing so, people demonize the human parts of themselves and Mm. they demonize the ego and they demonize the child and they demonize the one who wants to throw the temper tantrum and they demonize Mm. the manipulator and the vampire And frankly, all of these archetypes that we see as lesser have a divinized version of them. Mm. So holding holy, and by holy, I literally mean holding divine, the entire spectrum of what it is to be alive. So the mess that you are, um, the very human parts of you that totally fall apart, that make mistakes, that fall over, and with without prioritizing it, holding equal in in equal with that human piece right is that divine piece that soul-based essence knowingness of who you really are composed of love composed of the universe right and to to live that whole spectrum and accept that whole spectrum with equal love equal reverence because Mm -hmm. the angel bows to the human even though the human believes it's supposed to kiss the feet of the angel Mm. right and so this dynamic ever pulsing living interaction between the human piece and the divine piece and then like we pull that polarity to 360 and we talk about the feminine and the masculine right which is a very big piece of what we'll dive into today um and once again neither to prioritize or um put place on a pedestal i was going to make pedestal a verb there i was going to (laughs) say neither to pedestal something (laughs) 
the verb. Um, so to neither prioritize nor pedestal the masculine or the feminine. Yes. yes. <laughs> but to, um, to really recognize that, of course, we do have our uh, primary essences. Um, and, you know, without getting too complex about that, um, you know, we all have our primary essence. We all have our home place, you know, yes. within the polarity of masculine and feminine. You know, I'm a very feminine being, but I do have, you know, masculine polarity still inside of me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm only in my feminine, I have learned the very hard way that nothing gets done. <laughs> um, I just like no. in this sweet little lush puddle of no, melty same. love who wants to lay in bed. Can I just cuddle all day? <laughs> just, exactly. <laughs> just cuddle and Have listen to beautiful you. music and yeah. make art and make love. And, you know, that's the feminine, right? It's the chaos and, like, the responsiveness to the moment, massive receptivity, massive surrender. Um, and so it's about not prioritizing one side of that spectrum or the other, but to pull right. both when they're needed. Um, mm. So it's like a it's like a 360, it's a circular expression. And when I see it in my head, right, the divine is near our skull, like our crown. The feminine is on the left side of our body. The human lives in the roots, like where your feet touch the earth and where your legs meet each other. And then the masculine lives on the right side of the body. Mm -hmm. Um, We all have it all. And so I just like to totally tangent and caveat something uh, before we move further into this conversation of masculine and feminine um, I want to speak to the entire community of human beings that might see hear this podcast and uh, recognize that the polarity or excuse me the duality mindset of man and women of course does not encompass all of the humans that exist on this planet and I want to honor and recognize all of the people who do not feel that they were born in the correct body might be transitioning Um, might feel androgynous um, Mm -hmm. and just recognize that I am while I may use the words men and women for simplicity I am actually referring to primordial energies of yin and yang yin being feminine yang being masculine Mm. Um, yeah and I just I mean I want I want to ask for forgiveness as I intentionally use words that simplify things which also simultaneously um, bolster a paradigm that hurts a lot of people. And um, yeah, I just want to recognize that mm. and honor all of you out there whose experience I can only try to understand. Mm. Um, Molly, thank you so much. Yeah, so I hope that answers yeah. the wholeness. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's important yes. to talk about when we're talking about this particular, uh, this particular perceived duality, which is actually a polarity. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, there's so much in there <laughs> that you just shared. <laughs> Something I want to like highlight for the listener that I did hear. So going back to the question, what does it mean to be a whole being? To distill down what you said for the listener, I'm hearing it's for you, it's the ability to be, feel all parts of myself my chaos, my, my strength, my, my clarity, my confusion, all the different things. And, but doing so in a way where I allow them to come up, I accept them as part of me and I love those parts of me, 
And even while I'm in the chaos, I'm in the mess, I'm in the confusion, I am still holding a vision of myself as God, as, as this beautiful spiritual creature who is not the sum of my parts. I don't know if that made sense. That made a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. So I'm like thinking in a practical way, it's like I'm going through the world and all of a sudden I experience jealousy out of nowhere. You know, I'm just like, whoa, all of a sudden I'm feeling super jealous. My partner's off doing this thing and I'm able to be with my jealousy, maybe, you know, observe my jealousy, feel my jealousy, but I'm not, I'm not tumbling into God, why are you being jealous? Like what's wrong with you? Da, da, da. I'm just, I'm just allowing that experience to come and not making it mean something about who I am. Yes. And we are all human. So we are going to shame ourselves at points, right? We are going to spiral into those very human programs and tendencies. Yes. And it's about when we finally catch ourselves, whether it's three years or minutes later yeah it's about just forgiving that you know and recognizing that mm. being human is why we're here we're not here to be perfect every moment mm. so it's not about holding wholeness in every single individual moment necessarily right um that would be ideal and epic <laughs> but i, I doubt that i'll ever do that <laughs> yeah so like <laughs> Gone. How I, yeah, precisely, girl. So like, how can I accept? Yeah, that would be ideal. That'd be that'd be dope. That'd be real cool. <laughs> but frankly, rough. I mean, like, when I'm in this body, the chances of me actually getting there are pretty slim, right? Yes. So recognizing that. <clears throat> Those moments of clarity and enlightenment or uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, God realization, source, love, those are no more perfect or desired or sought after than the moments of being totally fucking overwhelmed and swallowed by your story of pain and jealousy and sadness and like being imperfect and messy. Yeah. That's like, to me, that's acceptance of who we are. Seeing them right? both so like valid and important, the, the pain and the, the bliss to make it really simple. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Fuck yeah. Um, and just allowing it all to be, you know, without right. like gripping. Cause have you ever, have you guys ever noticed? I mean, like I'll ask you this directly, Nikki, but this is a rhetorical question for our listeners to think about. Like, have you ever noticed that the moment when you're in that God source space and you realize it and you try to grip onto it, it slips away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so like, it's the same idea, right? Like if we try to grip onto something or we hold something as like more important, it becomes that much more elusive because the moment like, I mean, I don't know, the moment that you name something, it's no longer a thing. It's a thing with a label on it, right? Like that's what Taoism says. It's like the moment that you try to point at the Tao or name the Tao, it's no longer the Tao. Um, so just like recognizing that none of it is more valid, more important, more necessary. Like if all you get in your entire hundred years, if you're lucky, like I say hundred for ease, ease with numbers yeah. is like half a second of realized clarity. And the rest of it is you being a human, then fuck. Yeah. Your timeline is so much longer than we can know. And that was your mission this time was yeah. to be a human. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. 
Um, Great. Yeah. So now I want to, <clears throat> I want to ask you, so talking about being a whole human or, or a whole being or, or kind of growing towards wholeness in each moment, the best that we can thinking about this, I'd like picture, I picture someone on their own journey, like maybe traveling or just doing their thing, living their life and, and doing their inner work and, and growing towards this idea of becoming, being whole in every moment or whenever we can. How is that affected in your view once we enter partnership? Like, like, I don't know if that was very clear, but let's say I'm like walking around the earth and I'm like, I feel pretty good. Like, I feel like not, you know, I'm not perfect, but I feel like I can accept my experience most. I feel pretty good in myself. Like I've done my work. And then I enter partnership all of a sudden after that, I'm like, cool. What happens here in, as, as you understand it in the context of, Oh my gosh, so many things. Um, and let's just let's just put the two ends of the spectrum out there and then kind of synthesize them and pull it out of the duality, right? Okay. So like one end of the spectrum is like, oh, you're my other half. You complete me. Everything is okay now. Like, yes. this is the most amazing thing ever. And like, right, so the rest of our lives, we live the happily ever after Disney story and that's yeah. dope, sweet. If you've got it, that's awesome. I'm stoked for you. The other end of the duality, like, peace stick right would be like oh you fucked everything up like i was doing well and you are just a douche and this is all your fault that i am not centered anymore everything is you 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 i'm gonna be the victim and you are going to be the villain and that's the story yes. um now i think both of these stories get told really often right like yes i think those are probably like two of the most often um written stories when we enter relationship after feeling really good solo for a while mm -hmm. do i think that either is the ultimate truth probably not um mm -hmm. <laughs> i yeah. think the truth probably lies somewhere in between right because realistically all right and this is i suppose those stories come out of unconscious relating right um sure. yes but then when we choose conscious relationship which is what you and I study and <laughs> practice and live through all of the relationships in our lives. Yep. Um, we enter these partnerships recognizing that this is a being who's, who I'm going to choose to let be, to, to allow to be the deepest mirror in my reality right now. And so in allowing you to become the deepest mirror, you're going to see all of the blind spots that I could not see. Mm -hmm. so if i'm willing to continue moving forward and quote unquote doing the work um yeah <laughs> then what i'm going to allow you to do is turn over all the rocks that i haven't even noticed are there mm -hmm. um right because it's like this analogy that i like to think of uh in personal development work is like i'm walking through the woods of my subconscious and there's all these rocks and logs and i like need to pick them up and see what's underneath them and some of them it's like a magic amazing psychedelic mushroom that I get to go on a journey with and like some of them it's like oh this scary terrifying bug snake like unioned being is gonna eat me now and this is the worst thing ever and then this one I overturn is like you know fairies and flowers and it's beautiful so it's like this walking through the woods of my psyche right and then when we enter partnership that 
person is like walking along the path with us and they're going to see a lot of the rocks that we didn't even notice were there and we're going to see a lot of their rocks right um so i think when we enter into conscious partnership we have this opportunity to actually use the relationship as a vehicle for further ascension and growth mm. um and can probably get a lot further with a teammate than we could have on our own anyway. Um, right. So if we look at it as saying like, oh, cool, now I've got a buddy who can help me out, you know, on this journey called life. Yes. This is amazing. Now I'm going to learn so much more about myself. It doesn't mean that things are always going to be easy. Um, right. And it doesn't mean that you're going to, you're probably not going to feel like your work is done like you might have felt before you met them, but your work really wasn't because you hadn't met them. Um, but, uh, I do just want to caveat all of this with, um, the work does not always need to be uncomfortable or difficult to ascend and grow. And, uh, I think a lot of times when we do enter conscious partnership and I see this in people around me too, um, is we get really serious. Everything becomes very serious. Mm, very <laughs> Every moment yeah. must be that's an opportunity for growth, right? So, Painful, but an opportunity nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and it becomes like this glorification of the suffering in chase of ascension. And it's like, mm, <laughs> that sucks, you know? Yeah. Um, so I do think that uh, there's, and I mean, I think this comes, this this applies to everybody who's not in partnership as well um which is don't chase suffering and wounds just for suffering and wounds and ascension's sake like allow them to bubble up and allow them to reveal themselves when they are revealing themselves but like going digging for pain actually just becomes a pathological addiction to a different type of egoic yes. um spiral rather than like the completely unconscious one it's just a different manifestation of that so there's a fine-tuned balance that we're all working toward every day um of just like not always chasing after the work but like allowing it to reveal itself when it reveals itself and then taking the action to, to mitigate it and to integrate it and to you know make the shadow your beloved for that moment um totally release it just like other beloved of any other moment you know yeah yeah i i hear you speaking to surrender essentially in a way and it's i actually just had an experience with this molly i as you know i'm in maui and this trip showed up um you know unexpectedly and it was like my friend's like want to come stand my gorgeous 40 acres for three weeks well i'll leave my car you can stay with the dogs and the cats and the plants and by the beach and it's like an expenses paid vacation come on out and you know what happened to me, Molly? <laughs> I accepted the opportunity. I booked my flight and I instantly felt heavy, heavy as fuck. And I, I couldn't even talk about this trip leading up to it publicly or barely with my people because I felt so heavy. And, and, and there was a part of me that didn't feel justified in my heaviness because like, bitch, you're going to Maui. Like, why are you feeling so heavy, right? But what I realized is when I got here, all the heaviness dissipated. And when I sat with it, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I'm going to Maui. 
Scorpio new moon. All right, universe, what are you going to throw at me? What am I about to process? What's about to happen? And I was looking for, I was like, there's no way I'm just getting a trip to Maui. Clearly this is set up to have me go through some crazy, like ego death processing, whatever. I'm ready. Bring it on. And I get here. Guess what, Molly? It was just a goddamn trip to Maui. There is no secret thing. Nothing happened to me when I arrived on the island, like a lightning bolt through my chest. (laughs) <laughs> it's actually just a trip to Maui. I actually was just gifted this beautiful, blissful trip to Maui. And so I love what you're saying because I feel that. And I think I'll speak for myself, me getting so wrapped, like I'm, I love growth. I'm, I'm on the growth path, you could say. And, you know, particularly these last three years since my mom died, I've, I've gone in the suffering and I have had profound results as coming out of that. And so yeah, there's almost a part of me that's starting to be like, okay, so I just have to keep suffering and I'll keep having profound results or something. And then I showed up here. And I was like, no, Nikki, this is just a trip to Maui, actually. You just get to go on a beach, lay in the sun, no secret agendas here, all is well. And yeah, so I, I really appreciate you saying that for the listener. I hope that from my own story, maybe you've extracted <laughs> that it doesn't always have to be suffering and that when you're on the growth path, yes, there's going to be moments of suffering, of course, because you're, you're, you're willing to go there, basically. Um, and there's so many moments of bliss. And I think that is almost part of the journey, too, is being able to accept the moments of bliss or to even connect it to partnerships, since we're talking about that, to be able to laugh in the middle of conflict to be able to bring lightness to something that we've been taught or believe needs to be serious, quote unquote. Um, that feels so rich and powerful. And that's part of my journey right now is like, oh yeah, it can be light and serious or not. And there is no, it doesn't need to be a certain way. Just going with the flow of whatever is. Yeah. Yes, precisely. I, I love that story and I just want to add a little piece to it, which is, yes. um, this like meme that floated around the internet a bunch a couple years ago that was like, you must choose comfort or growth. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, can't uh-huh. have both. You, cannot, you can't be comfortable and also be growing. Well, I just really want to challenge that and kind of like burn it a little bit. I mean, uh-huh. I understand the idea, right? I get it. I, I would replace the word comfort though with complacency because mm-hmm. complacency to me, like is very much apathetic, right? Like, eh, I'm just complacent. I don't care. I'm not going to do anything to change anything because it's all good enough. Um, yeah. And you're kind of numb. Now, mm. what I would actually state, right, Nikki, is like your, you know, just to draw it to the situation that we're in, that you're in right now. Like, yes, you're in Maui. You're at the pinnacle of comfort right now. You're in mm-hmm. somebody else's beautiful home. Like you're so deeply taken care of. And for me in those moments, I sometimes experience more profound growth than when I do, than I do when I'm experiencing a death, um, like an ego death, because I'm vulnerable. I'm soft. I'm open. Mm -hmm. I feel safe. I feel held. And through that, just the same way a flower blooms, right? I'm able to open myself, like Mm -hmm. open, open to that that's available and so that's just what I'm speaking to in partnership when we do like choose to go into a conscious partnership um I feel it's really important to recognize that comfort actually creates some of the most profound growth that you can search for or seek out um, or even just hope to encounter in your life 
um, because it has been in being held in partnership that I've had some of the most profound moments of growth and mm. realization. And, um, yeah. and so, yeah, I just, I just throwing that out there for all Thank of, you. all of the listeners who are inevitably either in a conscious partnership or desiring a conscious partnership. Um, yes. Just remember that there's like, you're here to, to enjoy this life, you know? Mm. Um, and so take the pain when it comes and breathe it and don't, don't fear it. Don't uh, be averted to it, yes. but also like stop up those moments of gratitude with the grace of like a beautiful loaf of Italian focaccia and the end of a plate of arrabbiata, like mm. all that sauce, get the sauce, get the goodness. Like, yes. <laughs> yes. That face. Kind of um, like we were talking about before celebrating those just celebrating things that deserve celebration and actually feeling the depths of the joy. I was sharing with Molly before we hit record that I'm really big into celebrating all of the little wins. Oh my God, that cup of tea was amazing. I'm going to dance now. And you know, that was something I used to not do. And these joyful moments in my life would almost pass me by because I wouldn't even take the time to stop what I'm doing because I'm doing, doing, doing. And like actually feel like, wow, that just happened. That's amazing. I'm so excited about that. I'm going to really feel how excited I am about that. Um, yeah, yeah. So important. I, and I just love that we've gone here and I'm going to transition us, but I'm happy we went here because I do feel in the growth world, there can be an over-focus on the pain and the suffering because that's where the, that's where the lessons are. But there's also, what I'm hearing you say, Molly, is there's plenty of lessons to be had in the opening, in the ease, in the, in the joy, in the surrender. So thank you for bringing that. Yes. We yes. are so worthy. We are so worthy. We are so worthy. Okay. So in this moment, I'm going to transition a little bit because I want our listeners to, to get a download from you on this. So can you explain you mentioned it briefly in your intro, but I'd love for you just to explain what polarity mindset is. And because you kind of talked about polarity versus duality. And then how does that manifest in part? Like, what does that look like in the, in the 3D, the best you can describe it in partnership? Um, yeah. So uh, I'd love to answer this. This is my like deepest fascination. Um, so polarity, we'll start with what it isn't, right? It's not a duality. Um, so in a duality paradigm or a duality mindset, um, we, we see things as mutually exclusive. So black has no white, up cannot be down. Um, in a polarity-based paradigm or a polarity-based mindset, we come to understand like in our bones what it means to have two sides of the same coin. Um, so we understand that actually nothing is mutually exclusive and mutually exclusive is from like high school math that says like two <laughs> things cannot exist in the same place. <laughs> um, really but it's a term math. that I love. <laughs> um, and that's like probably all I remember from high school math. So, um, <laughs> it was a great takeaway though. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically it means mutually exclusive. To be mutually exclusive means that two things cannot be in the same place. Um, so when we begin to integrate polarity into our system, we recognize that light is born of the darkness. Um, masculine and feminine actually are two poles of the same field. And without either pole, the field itself wouldn't exist, right? Yes. Um, and so like how this shows up and lives 
through partnership uh, is super highly complex, but we're going to just give like a very uh, small piece of this today um, to like put it down in the most rudimentary terms. Each of us has a primary essence. Um, and that essence can change based on your life circumstances. Like when I was younger and in school and like highly programmed by the patriarchy, I had a like super masculine facade. Like I looked, it's called a shell in the field of study that I'm in. Um, so I appeared to be like a more masculine being, which meant that I could get shit done. Yeah. Really good at doing school. Um, good at doing sports, like good at doing all the things that you're supposed to be good at doing. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and then once I stripped away that shell and I came into my true essence, I recognized, oh, I do actually have a feminine essence. Right. Mm. Um, and having a feminine essence does not mean that I'm in a female body. It just so happens that I lucked out to have both a female body and a feminine essence, yes. um, which fits in well to the like collective societal paradigm that we were born into. Right. So I, I lucked out in that way. Yep. Um, but how this shows up in partnership, right, is that my primary essence is feminine. And so I am going to be attracted to somebody whose primary essence is a masculine. Yes. And the reason is, is because it's creating a polarity. It's creating um, mm-hmm. this erotic tension yes. from which desire, mystery, creativity, joy, sensation can arise, can be created, right? Um, you know, when I was deep in my masculine expression, I actually ended up being in partner with somebody who has a primarily feminine essence. And then once I started to strip away those shells around myself, I recognized, oh, like this polarity is no longer here. Um, and you know, there was a lot of complication in that. And I was not like in as deep an understanding as I am now. Totally. Um, but had I understood this, then I would have realized, oh, the reason that this isn't working anymore is because the polarity isn't there. Right. Mm-hmm. So like if you stick two south poles of two magnets toward one another, you get that weird sensation where your hands start to get close and then they kind of like push apart and go to each other's side. Right. Like they try and go around each other. Yes. But if you put the north and south pole of a magnet together, they zoom together and they become more. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, And I try to be careful with my semantics here because uh, you can get close, you can get dangerously close to saying that when a feminine person and a masculine person come together, they create a whole, right? Um, And that is actually not my personal belief system. I believe that we are whole on our own. And actually, you're pulling together two and you're pulling together two whole beings. And to me, what's created, right, often is literally humans, right, life. But think about it. Like, if you bring two whole beingnesses together, you have potential to create an entire galaxy, an entire universe, right? Mm -hmm. So, personally, what we see primarily in relationship, right, with two people who know themselves well, is that you're going to like attract to somebody with the primary essence that's the opposite of yours now um, it becomes complex and nuanced because we all have you know a physical body an emotional body a mental body you know a spiritual body so we have all these different bodies and the different bodies can hold different polarities but 
that's way more complex than we need to get into today. I keep it simple Um, today for you guys. (laughs) Yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, that's, that's like the simple version of it. Was that clear enough? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. So I'm hearing that a polarity mindset is, is understanding that everything falls on a spectrum basically, or I think you use the word field. So there's not, it's, it's, I'm almost hearing to make this really simple, a polarity mindset. So a duality mindset is everything's black or white, this or that good or bad, light or dark, nice or mean, very simple polarity. I'm hearing is everything falls on a spectrum of some kind and, and nothing one end of the spectrum can't exist without the other end of the spectrum. So they're not opposites as much as they are parts of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's such a beautiful way of putting it. I think, I mean, the most concise way that I like to put it is that duality landscape is the or landscape and okay. polarity landscape is the and landscape. Brilliant. Um, so okay. just, just playing with or versus and. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess where I want to go with this is, okay, so we're talking about this polarity and and you've touched on the masculine and feminine energies in partnership, which you've made clear doesn't necessarily mean you're in a, like masculine doesn't mean you're in a man's body and feminine doesn't mean you're in a woman's body. Okay. So with all of that being said, I, so let's talk about a, a, I could say a common relationship scenario I see, but let's be real. A common relationship scenario I've been in is entering partnership and (laughs) anyone else falling madly in love, essentially merging with a person. So Find, I find a partner. I fall madly in love. It's all amazing. We're in the honeymoon. Oh my God, this is so great. And then, and then almost merging myself with them to where I'm, I'm losing connection with my true self in certain ways. So like to make it really under easy to understand for the listener, like I've been, at, let's, I was in this partnership with a man where basically I got in partnership with him. I was studying herbs, like basically becoming my inner baby grandma, going to bed early, like really becoming this um, studying, sort of calming down after many years of partying. Let's put it that way. And I started dating this man and he was really into like traveling around the country and partying and drinking and doing drugs and stuff like that. And I found myself doing that while I was in that partnership. And it wasn't until afterwards, reflecting on the partnership, I was like, wow, I realized how I was totally not doing things I truly wanted to do. And I was sort of merging with him or what's the word? Oh, you have a word for this. Um, I forget the word, but anyway, I basically felt like I lost my true essence in that partnership. What's, what's going on here in your view? What's happening here in like a 3d way? And then how can we step out of that and actually enter partnership where we do stay true to ourselves and don't lose ourselves? Okay, cool. So it's a three part question. Um, I'm going to start with part two, which is what do I see happening here? Because honestly, I don't know the answer to part one, but maybe it'll make itself clear once I illustrate the two answers. Um, So 
Um, so the second part of the question that I heard, which is uh, just what is going on here when this happening? Um, merging is a great word for it. My teacher taught me blending. Um, and when she first told me it, I just kind of like was like, well, I feel really good, so I don't really care if I'm blended with this person. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, totally. And it's true. I mean, like, it feels really good. It feels really good to feel, like, held and you never have to be alone and you always have somebody to celebrate with or you always have somebody to grieve with. Um, and then I started to recognize, like, oh, I can't really celebrate alone. Like, oh, I can't really grieve alone. Oh, I can't really do things alone anymore. Like, yeah. what happened? Um, and what's going on on a physical level is obviously that like, you know, your to-do list, your priorities have kind of merged into one thing. You may be in the same bed every night. You may be in the same house, you, you know, right. Et cetera, et cetera. A lot of like the very 3D human things look the same um, yeah. for the two of you. Uh, what's happening energetically is that, um, you don't have boundaries <laughs> or you may be lacking a lot of boundaries. You know, you might have some of your boundaries intact, but likely this would not happen to a person who was very good at boundaries. Right. Myself still learning, right? Like I'm not like, this will probably still happen to me for most of the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, but you can practice not doing it. And the reason you would want to practice not doing it is because of this loss of a sense of self. Right. So like, I don't even know what my to-do list is. I don't know what my desires are. I don't know what my needs are because I'm prioritizing the we space, um, the mm -hmm. the organism that is we yes. um, over me or you as individuals. Mm -hmm. um, and so basically the analogy that I like to use, which is like kind of a funny analogy, and I just recorded a video on this earlier, is that like my soul essence is made of strawberries and my partner's soul essence is made of bananas. And we stuck both of our souls, soul essence into a blender and made a like, beautiful, yummy strawberry banana smoothie and then poured half back into each of our bodies. Mm. And now all I know is strawberry banana and all you know is strawberry banana. And neither of us knows what our original like soul mission was. Our desires were like the, like, the, the expression, the individual expression of us like, which is honorable and nourishing and desired, right? Like, we aren't here to just become one giant blob. Like, it's not like the evolution of human beings is like, oh, we're all different beings, and now we're one gigantic being, and like, right. <laughs> this is yeah. ascension, right? The evolution is to, like, integrate the ego and befriend it and, like, allow it to be alive, allow the sacred me and the sacred you to both be valid. Um, so this process of, like, unblending, I guess is what you can call it. I call it disentanglement most of the time. Um, is just, like, about practicing pulling back into yourself. Um, and just for some really practical ways of trying to do this, um, practical like practices so that you actually have a takeaway if you find that this is something that you're doing um i think it's really important to create personal space so like if you do live in the same house or you do have the same bed even like 
can you make literally a space in that room or a space in that house that's a physical space even if it's only one foot by one foot that's that space that you sit and you get to be alone you know Mm -hmm. um and can you uh if you don't live in the same house can you practice taking you know, a couple days away from each other. Um, If you're not in partnership, a really fun way to practice boundaries and to get to know who you are again is to say no to everything for one week. Um, So say no to, I know, it's a hard one. Mm -hmm. So say no to every play date that's sent your way. Say no to every party. Say no to every business opportunity. Unless it's going to ruin your business, don't do that. But like, say no to everything that is um, unnecessary for an entire week. Uh, You can try that even in partnership. Um, Mm -hmm. And just like practicing putting up really extreme boundaries because a lot of us, myself included, have a tendency to need to learn the extremes of something before we can locate the center of it. Mm -hmm. So like for me, the way I operate is like, oh, cool. Now I know what being fully blended is. Oh, cool. Now I know what living on top of a mountain and speaking to nobody but Nikki is. All right. So (laughs) maybe I should try and find what's in the middle. (laughs) Yeah. Me and Molly have been fully blended once. It just came out. (laughs) (laughs) Once or twice. Once or twice. We've kind of blended once. For the listeners, me and Molly <laughs> together, we actually we actually met the same day we decided to sign a lease together. <laughs> yeah. It happened. <laughs> Part of our yeah. So, uh, yes. Yeah, we we can talk about that. We'll <laughs> talk about that more in depth in uh, an intimate circle that we're holding. But anyways, uh-huh. um, yes. from. From there, yeah, I mean, those are just like the really practical, very human things that you can try to do. I mean, I could talk forever on this because there's a lot of energetic work that you can do. There's a lot of yoga practice that you can do. Totally. Um, we'll bring more of that a into the intimate circle. Ram, ram. Intimate circle. <laughs> more to come on that in a few minutes, you guys. Are you excited to learn about this? Yeah. Wow, I really appreciate the practical it's as if you read my mind. I'm always trying to give the listeners like practical to do's and you just said that. That was great. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love saying no to everything for a week. I mean, you know me, I love my isolation. And even for me, when you said that, I felt a slight contraction in my chest of like, <gasps> how many people would be potentially be upset with me? <gasps> so that felt- Oh my God. It's so hard. I have, a, I, I have an even harder one and even like more heart-wrenching one. Say no to all hugs for one week. I, dude, I was just thinking that. My teacher had me do this out of my training, Jason Gaddis. Yeah. That shit was fucking hard. Yeah, no hugging. Uh-huh. Just it's say, hard. Just saying no, not, not like, no, fucker. It's just like, no, thank you. I don't want to hug. And just saying it, however, what's true for you, but in just a way that doesn't even have the energy of like, this is bad. Just saying no and that being okay. Ooh. That shit's hard. Yeah, it's even harder to catch the ones who don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> Like when they just go in for the hug, you know, and you're like, no. <laughs> for a hug, it's like, ooh, yeah, yeah. Rip my yeah. Out, yeah, but it's great. It's a great way to practice boundaries. Um, yeah. And I just like want to add one little anecdote that my teacher gave me when she first started having me like live boundaries rather than just intellectualizing them. She said, yes. when you first start to set boundaries, you're going to feel mean. And she said, it's not mean, it's actually a gift. And that's for the reasons that we've talked about before, right? 
yes. both of you are given the gift of coming back into your own true alignment, needs, desires, soul mission. And then from that place, you actually create space in a relationship. Yes. Um, and space is the birthplace of eros and desire, like wanting to devour your partner is only across a space, like only where there is mystery and unknown. And so yes. we disentangle for many reasons of personal and in, like, you know, codependency, like we don't want these things, right? Personal health, codependency. But like, if you want a motivating factor, talk about better sex. Like <laughs> you, totally. you won't have better sex than when there's space between the two of you, right? So like, if it do, like, if you're not, you know, I'm not a scare tactic person, you know, I'm not going to be motivated. If somebody tells me I'm going to be unhealthy, I'm not going to be motivated by that. But if somebody tells me I'm going to have better sex, hell yeah, I'm going to be motivated by that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and there's like, I mean, I'll get as close as I can to a guarantee <laughs> by saying like, I imagine that most people will have better sex if they learn to disentangle from their romantic partners. Yes. Yes. And what feels important to speak to is disentangling, pulling back into yourself while remaining connected to your partner. That mm, feels yes. like versus a complete, cause, cause speaking of spectrums, right. There's almost a spectrum in relationship. There's on the one extreme, like, I don't even know where you begin and I end. We're so, we're so blended. And then on the other extreme, it's like, I'm me, you're you, I'm over here, you're over there. Sure, we hang out, sure, we're in partnership, but like, let's not, let's not get confused here. We are completely separate beings. Um, so for me, totally. so like I said yeah. before, that the, the happy medium falls somewhere in between there. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to, to note that. Okay, so I wanna ask one final question and then I think it would be a good time for us to share our yummy announcement. Um, but I just want, just to make this really clear, cause we've kind of been circling around this, this whole conversation. Can you just talk about the three different entities in partnership that are present as you see it? Mm. Yeah, this is, this is a wonderful one. And I don't think it's talked about enough. Um, I think a lot of the things that we go to school for, like high school math, <laughs> we only pull one thing out of. But if we went to school for relationships, we'd be set for life. Um, so, <laughs> um, education, we never got that's so necessary. Oh my God, it's so crazy to me. Um, but, anyways, yes, people don't teach us about this piece either, right? So, when we enter any relationship, this applies to any relationship i don't care parents business partnership friendship romantic partnership guy in the street that you talk to for two seconds yeah all of those exactly Great. all of them yes especially the most important one is the dude on the street who you talk to for two seconds mm -hmm. he's clearly the priority yes in your relationship <laughs> that guy <laughs> i'm gonna forget that guy <laughs> impacted forever. very important Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So, right. All of these relationships, uh, once again, especially the dude on the street that you talk to for two seconds, mm -hmm. there's going to be, all right, we're going to talk in that context, right? There's me, I'm walking down the street and then yep. I meet this dude who I talked to for two seconds. There's him. And in that two seconds of us connecting and relating, there's another being that I like to refer to as the we or the we space. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and this being has a consciousness of its own. It is an organism. It is alive. It is an art. It isn't like it's pulsing, you know, it's dynamic and expressive. Um, and because of that, right, because each individual is always changing and the we space is changing in relationship to the individuals and the way they're connected, yep. every moment has potential for something different, mm. right? And I think it's really, really important for us to speak in terms of art when we talk about relationship Mm. Um, because art is a dynamic livingness it's an expression it's a constantly shifting and changing way right Um, and so is relationship and so are you and so am I and so is the we space created between us Um, Mm. so what's alive in that we space in any given moment and it's very important just in the same way that we um, equally honor the different parts of ourselves, it's deeply important to equally honor these different pieces of the relationship. So worshiping not only yourself, worshiping not only the other, but also worshiping that we space, like without being swallowed by it, right? Like without moving into that blended space and it's finesse and it's constant fine tunement and even though Nikki and I live this and study this and like you know fucking want to do this forever she and I I mean I'll speak for myself I'm always learning I'm always messing up I'm always misstepping I'm you know I'm always fine-tuning this process because it's art it's lived experience and creative process oh I'm dynamic and yeah and it's truth is dynamic um so that to me is the really short answer, right? Is that there's you, there's me, and there's the we. Um, It's Mm -hmm. this other being. And just like really practically, um, like again, some practices that you can apply to that are like, if you're in partnership and you want to begin to just notice these three different beings rather than like one being or two beings, you can have three days where you choose to practice and on day one you worship your partner and on day two if your partner agrees they can worship you and on day three you know as long as you guys have both entered into this with a clear agreement you guys can worship the we space Um, and that can be a really potent introduction to recognizing that there are three different beings uh, with which you're interacting with whom you're interacting Um, and I mean, there's a billion other things that we could talk about with this. Nikki and I could literally talk about this for at least, I don't know, 12 weeks. 12 weeks? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we could potentially talk about this in depth for 12 weeks or so. I don't know. What do you think, Molly? Yeah. Should I we? mean, I think we could talk about it. I think we could probably, like, practice it. I think we could probably, like, live it and breathe it for, for like, maybe 12 weeks. Maybe about 12 weeks. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm imagining 12 weeks in a gorgeous, intimate container where we talk about it, where we integrate it, where, yes, we practice it, where we get feedback on it, where we live it. Oh, wow. That sounds so great. I wonder, what, what could we call such a thing, Molly? Oh, my God. I think this is a great idea. Maybe we should call it the you, me, and the we. Um, and it's centered around, like, self-sovereignty and 
relational mastery. I, I mean, it sounds like a great idea. That's like a really great <laughs> idea. Oh, wait, that's funny. We are doing this. <laughs> we are going to talk about this for 12 weeks. <laughs> Okay, and just to give the listeners some context, Nikki and I could have laughed at that for like another three hours. We really can draw out a joke for a long time. Great at drawing out a joke that nobody else finds even remotely hilarious. That's one of our special (laughs) stories. So if you just had to endure our giggles and our ridiculousness for that 30 seconds or so to finally make it to the fact that we are really doing that, well, then we can do it. So my beautiful <laughs> all jokes aside, <laughs> Molly and I are actually going to be talking about this for 12 weeks because this is such a potent and important topic as I see in the world. And to be honest, this is like the program I wish existed three years ago. Fuck, five years ago, but I probably wouldn't have signed up. I wasn't really investing myself then. So <laughs> we are launching a program called the the you, the me, and the we. And this is a program that is 12 weeks long. It is a container for 16 human beings and it is broken down into three. So first, let me just say, this is one of the most potent educational programs I've ever put out with anyone, including myself. The, the content here is so fucking good. And what's really cool is Molly and I have this almost, um, I almost wanted to use the word duality, but uh, this, these sort of opposing experiences that I feel really makes this container very full spectrum. So M- Molly, well, I'll speak for myself first. I obviously do a lot of work in relationships, in working with the other, in relating with the other, and learning how to create this we space that is truly nourishing for both parties. That's where a lot of my work revolves around. And you know that if you're, if you're a longtime listener and then for you, Molly, what's, where do you come from (laughs) in a lot of your work? Yeah. I mean, my, my work is deeply centered around an understanding of, uh, self-sovereignty, um, and how can we come into personal power, personal clarity? Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, it's moving toward more it's it's really beautiful because what i see is like nikki and i are kind of on these ends of this bridge walking toward one another where her work is i mean i won't speak for you but i believe you said something like yeah yeah where your work is moving towards the center of that bridge and moving towards the more personal sovereign piece and my work is bridging towards nikki's work Um, of this relational piece and how to bring that sovereign being into clear connection. Um, And yeah, I mean, there's a lot of funny synchronicities with this program. She and I both like had a lightning bolt realization of it at the exact same time from 2000 miles away from each other. Uh Um, Having been in no conversation with the other at all, like literally literally one day. Yeah. <laughs> I come out of burning yeah. that. I said this is what I- <laughs> <laughs> All right, go. We're both talk over each other and tell the story, you guys. You're going to hear the story. <laughs> Here are stories. All right, I'm taking it. Long story short, I was in Burning Man. I had a I had no cell phone reception and I had a download 
of this amazing program that needed to be created. And I told Warren about it as I'm driving and chicken scratching all over my notebook, like, oh my God, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be about being totally clear and, and strong in yourself and in love with yourself, but also being in deep loving connection with partnership all at the same time. And oh, it's going to be so yummy. And then I get phone service. And what do I open up to? This long winded text from Miss Molly saying, this is a program we need to create together. And it's literally the program I had just written down in my notebook. And I was like, I, I didn't even respond. For I was so shocked. Like I literally was like, was, did Molly somehow see my notebook? Like what the fuck? And yeah, that's when I realized this is not even our program. This is God's program and this needs to come into the planet. So here we are doing the thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're feeling super, super psyched to bring this to you guys, and really, um, I'm feeling humbled not only to be working this message for people, but to be working with this exquisite human being who is a friend and a sister of mine, and mm. who humbles me, and who I am inspired by every day, and who I absolutely look up to, look equally to, and hopefully hold space for her to look up to me at other times. And, mm -hmm. and so um, hopefully you guys can feel the magic of the, um, just the potency of Nikki and I's connection. This is our, <laughs> the we, yeah. Me and Nikki and I's we. Beautiful we <laughs> cultivated over the years. And so I'm, yeah, I, I, we should name it. Right? I think, all right, those of you that join us will get to know what the name of our we is. We're going to work on that. <laughs> We're going to figure that out. <laughs> um, yeah, I could say the same words back. I'm constantly humbled, inspired by you. I mean, we had a gooey moment before I hit record of how you've been showing up for maybe in these last couple of weeks, and I'm so thankful to you. And yeah, this whole container, um, it's it's going to be so juicy and potent and delicious and and beautiful and blissful and scary at times and all the different things. But, um, and what feels the most true is that it's going to be exactly what whoever shows up there needs right now, including us. So I'm really excited to start this. Mm. We have this broken up into three. So it's 12 weeks. Like we said, it's three months. The first month, we have four different weeks, so four different modules, if you will, but it's all focused around the self. And then the second month, again, four different weeks, four different lessons, all focused around the other. And then our third and final month is focused on the we. So we've broken this down in a really comprehensive way that I'm just obsessed with. I think it's broken down in a really delicious way. Um, each week we'll be meeting in our container. We'll be going through the lesson you could say of that week. And then we'll have space at the end for questions, open coaching support from Molly and I. Um, yeah. And then of course, just being connected throughout the 12 weeks, we'll have a, some form of group chat. I'm not sure if we solidified whether it's going to be like Facebook or Voxer, but we'll have some form of group space where you can receive support, guidance, shares, feedback, just an ear to ear to listen to in between all of this beautiful magic. So it's going to be, I'm really excited. This just feels so delicious and I'm really excited to bring it to you guys. <sighs> yeah, I'm super excited. Too. Um, just one quick thing to add to that is 
what feels really important to both of us is to give you guys practices that you can live and use for the rest of your life. So mm -hmm. we're not just going to give you 12 weeks of lectures and information and answering your questions. Yes. We're going to live this stuff. We're going to practice this. We're going to be in this and we're going to walk through it probably very closely with you. Like mm -hmm. whenever I'm teaching other people things, I'm doing those same exact practices at the same time. Um, so you're not just going to walk away with a new book that you've done, like right. that we've spoken to you and is in your brain. You're going to walk away with an entire toolkit. Um, right. Integrate. That will up level. Exactly. Yes. And it will up level every relationship in your life. Um, yes. And of course, we focus on partnership and um, partners are welcome and people not currently in partnership are welcome. People in anything else that's not a partnership and is more dynamic and forward thinking than a partnership are welcome <laughs> all so, different dynamics all humans yeah yeah absolutely yeah um thank you for saying that because that is a huge piece of this content and i think that's why it feels so juicy to me because it's literally like yes here's some information but here's practice here's here's practices here's ways you can do it differently and then let's do that and let's embody that and let's integrate that into our life for real um so you know this is for you yeah. if you feel like you lose yourself in partnership if you feel that you're dependent on your partner um if you feel that you've kind of lost your own vision or your own goals um while in partnership this could also be for the person, Molly, correct me if I'm wrong, that's on the other extreme of the spectrum. Maybe for you, it's hard to step into the we. Yeah, like for the person who is really attached to their independence, maybe, and fi finds it hard. Yeah, to I mean, I was that person, so this, see, I know that person really well. You know? Yeah. See, so Molly and I, once again, coming from opposite ends, which is why this is so beautiful. You were that person who was like attached to their independence. My relational history is the one who would lose myself and become my partner. So again, we have these mm -hmm. different experiences. But yeah, if you find it hard to speak your truth or share what, what's real for you in partnership, if you are maybe plagued by the fear of being alone or being abandoned and that restricts you from being your true self, um i mean yeah i love that um yeah if you're constantly arguing over who's right or wrong <laughs> oh, um if yes. you've lost if you've lost all erotic desire uh because the mystery is gone if there's too much togetherness um, yes. in no space yes mm -hmm. yeah or if there's too much i mean there's a million things basically just like or if you're happy in your partnership you just want to get more skilled you know if you want to fine-tune things um yeah. And you want to bring that to the table. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm sure every single person in that space will teach me and humble me. Um, and so bring it all. Bring, yeah. bring your mess. Bring your divinity. Mm. Bring um, your codependency. Bring your isolated self. Bring your everything. Um, we're here to hold, hold the whole spectrum of you. Yes. Yes. Oh, beautifully said. So with this, we are launching, we are starting the week of January 6th, right, Molly? Do I have that right? I have my calendar open. But I believe you it's- You got that right, boo. 
Yep. So we're starting the week of January 6th. I can't think of a more potent and delicious way to begin the new year. And so, um, yeah, we're about to open the doors here. This is really kind of the, the official announcement to the public right here in this moment. Um, so the doors are going to be open and should we tell them about our exclusive limited amount of early bird spots, Molly? You're still here. Oh, did you lose me for a second? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Just for a second. Yeah. Perfect. So should we tell them about the limited early bird spots we have, Molly? You think? I think we should absolutely tell them they made it this far into our answer. So if you're still waiting, they deserve to know. People. <laughs> <laughs> they're still here. God bless your soul. <laughs> if you had to turn this off because you were so annoyed, this probably isn't the program for you. <laughs> you're not going to want to hang out with us. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Molly and I love to laugh. It's one of our practices. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Whenever we start laughing, I, I can feel it mentally. We never say anything, but it's like, how long can we keep this going? How long can we laugh off each other's laughter? <laughs> it's really true. One of us will kind of like fade out for a second and the other one will start laughing harder and the other one will come back. <laughs> a very common experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so clearly it's going to be, clearly it's going to be a very like somber and serious yeah. circle. You better show up serious, yeah. no laughing aloud. Miles allowed, ready to no joy. do your fucking work. We're here to do the motherfucking work and get painful with it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stop her for three months. Yeah, another, another byproduct of joining us in this program is you will learn in your body through experience that the work can actually be fun and it can be light and it can be enjoyable and even when it's weaved in with feelings of sadness or anger or unsureness it can still be enjoyable it can still be fun um and i just recognizing in this moment that's something you're going to get to experience because molly and i are typically laughing in one way or another <laughs> <laughs> so for you guys i know we're like drawing this out so much you're like give us the deal so we are launching this program. <laughs> we are offering five individuals an insane early bird discount. This is like the most insane discount I've ever given on anything, but we feel so, I'm speaking for Molly in this moment because we talked about this before, but we feel so strongly that this is such a gift and we want it to get in your hands, that we want to give you incentive. If you're out there and you're like, holy shit, this is the program I've been waiting for. And then your brain's like, but wait, we can't invest in ourselves. Oh my God. What if I don't have the time? What if it doesn't work? Oh my God. I don't know. What, if it, what about this? What about that? We want to reward you if you are choosing to take action in the presence of all those fearful thoughts. <laughs> yes. Because we love our fear and our fear is not wrong. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with our friend fear. It's courage is acting in the presence of fear. And 
I don't really believe in getting rid of your fear. So love the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's what we want to reward you. So if you sign up Mm. as one of the first five people in this program, there's space for 16 human beings. If you are one of the first five, you get this entire three month journey for $1,500 flat. That is damn, that's insane. Dude, that is 12 weeks. I mean, let me just highlight this. So you've got three months of this incredible container. First of all, you've got community, you've got Molly and I as your coaches, you've got accountability towards your practices and the changes that you want to make. Not on top of that, you get these three months of incredible content, but more important practices that are actually going to change things for you because we are trying, we want you to leave this course embodied in, in your new practices, not just intellectually thinking about them. So you get the information, you get the Q and A and live coaching with Molly and I, I mean, you literally get our ears and eyes on your life, on your situation for 12 weeks, which is incredible. You have constant community via either the Facebook group or the Voxer group and all of this for three whole months. Molly, do you remember the first time you invested in like a group program or something where you got community and, and like something similar to this? Do you remember? Curious. Oh yeah. It was, it was, it was definitely over $2,000. Oh Yeah. Mine was, t- is that the question that you're asking or what do you know? I was just going to ask, like, what did you get from that? Like how, like, I guess, how did you feel when you were making the investment? And then what would you say about it now? Having gone through um, That's a great question. It was like really scary, of course, to, to make the investment. Um, and it, it changed everything in my entire life it put me onto the path of where I am today. Yeah. Um, and it gave me a home. Mm. It gave me a community of people who were so similar to me because their heart was in the same place of like craving self-acceptance while simultaneously reaching toward their highest self. Yes. Um, and that is invaluable feeling safe and feeling seen by a community of people on a similar journey. Mm. Um, there's, there's no price that can be put on that. And regardless of whether you join the program or not, dear listener, um, my prayer is that everybody hearing this uh, experiences that at some point in some place in their life. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, when I think of my first investment, it's like, I, w- I mean, my, if you've been listening for a long time, you've heard this story, but it was going to the relationship school with Jason Gaddis and it was $10,000. It was shortly after my mom died and I had been out of work and I literally had $300 to my name. I had to borrow $700 just to make the down payment. And then I was committing to like $850 a month, which felt insane to me. And I was so, so scared. And looking back, I mean, if I had not done that, I just can't, I would not be sitting here in Maui right now. There's, I would, there's no way. Mm. And so it's, it's one of those things that, um, and this is why I like to do big ass discounts on the early bird, because it's like what the reason I did that program is because I felt the feeling that told me I had to do it. 
And then I did it. And I didn't mm-hmm. let myself stop and contemplate the how and the what and the this and the that. I just did it because my gut was like, you need this. And then I figured out the how later. And lo and behold, for 12 goddamn months, mm-hmm. I made that $850 payment and showed myself, holy shit, I can invest in myself when I believe in myself, you know, resourceful. So, yeah. I want to celebrate you in that. Mm. And it's like, remember that day when you made that final one and I was like mm. oh, she's free mom you were there she did it yes and you're so badass oh, guys yeah. if anybody if anybody questions Nikki's um <laughs> excitement or badassery I can tell you from deep experience how absolutely genuine both of those things are she genuinely is always as excited as she <laughs> expresses and she genuinely is a fucking badass um mm. so that was just a tangent of praise for for this queen mm. <laughs> thank you for that molly i love you so much receiving that molly was a huge teacher in helping me to receive you're one of the first person people to call me out on the fact that i would always spin a compliment around and throw it back in your face <laughs> you called me out on that i don't know if you remember Meow. That's the journey of, wow, I can't receive compliments. Yeah, or you're meowing because that's the other thing I do. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) I've graduated from throwing it back in your face to just meowing in my own discomfort. I'm like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm just going to (laughs) meow. I love that you know me like that. I'm like, she's meowing. Oh, that's because that's what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So you guys, in case it hasn't become clear, Molly and I are still on the path. And so if any of you had us idolized at the beginning of this podcast, hopefully it's very clear that we are just like you. And someone said something to me once, and it always stuck with me. She said, a coach who can change your life just has to be two steps ahead of you on the path. That's it. And that always stuck with me. I was like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's fucking beautiful. So to sum this all up, listeners, if you feel like Molly and I are maybe two steps ahead of you on the path that you wish to be going down. This program is probably a perfect fit for you. This is an accumulation mm. of some of our deepest soul and self-work over the last few years. And it is such a beautiful offering. I'm, mm. I'm, I truly feel like this is a gift to the world. So if you're feeling shivering in your bones, that feeling in your stomach, that tingle in your neck, and you're like, uh-oh, I feel like this is for me, but I'm also scared shitless, click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to the page where you can learn more info. And from that page, there's going to be a button where you can schedule a 20-minute call with me. It'll link you right to my calendar. And from there, either myself, Molly, or the two of us, depending on availability, can show up for you in a phone call or a Zoom call. And we can just be together and actually break this down, unpack this program, see where you're at in your life, and actually figure out if this is a, a fuck yes for you. Um, I'm, this is a big program. It's a, it's a big transformation we are, um, facilitating here. And so I I want to make sure that this is a total fuck yes for someone who's about to enroll. So feel free to do that. It's no cost. And I would love to, I'd be happy to talk to you. I'm assuming Molly would as well. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, babies. Yes. So. Fuck yeah. The you, the me, and the we, starting January 6th, 2020, start your new year feeling 
empowered and clear in yourself while feeling deeply connected in your partnership. Or if you're not in partnership, start the new year by getting the practices, the skills, and the mindset so that for your next partnership, you can show up this way. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And you can play it out in all your relationships. So don't let being, um, I don't like the word single, but don't let being like not being in partnership deter you because this is really important just for relating. Relating like family relationships. Oh my God. That like family of origin, friends, colleagues, there's so many important relationships. So yes, I thank you for saying that Molly. This is this, as I often say, like what we learn in partnership is just the most potent learning ground, but then it's a reflection for all of our relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 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 Woo. Okay. Molly, as we close out here, I would just love for you to let these beautiful folks who are most likely falling in love with you as every second goes by more and more where they can find you, what you're up to in the world (laughs) besides this program. (laughs) Cool. Um, well, I write a lot, um, and I have started also recording videos, which is kind of funny. Um, but pretty much everything can be found through my website. It's rootbalancerise.com. We'll put that in the show notes, I'm sure. That's where uh, the page for um, our program is anyway. So yep. you'll probably make it there at some point. But if you're not, if you're like, hell no, I'm not going to invest. You can still go there. There's a lot of stuff on there. There's a lot of writing and there's links to my YouTube channel, my Instagram. um, And those are kind of the primary places that I uh, play things out. Currently I'm in the Northeast of the United States. Um, I'm not exactly sure how long I'm going to be here, but if you do want to work in person um, and that really gets you off and you're up here, uh, you can, you can get in touch with me and we can schedule some in-person work. Mm -hmm. Um, I do, I do also do all of my sessions remotely. So whether it's energetic healing, Akashic record reading, um, all those other fun things that I do besides coaching, (laughs) um, those are all on my website. Details are on there. So if you guys have questions about anything um, or you just don't understand something that's on there, it's good for me to know that anyway. So just let me know. Uh, get in touch. Um, send me DMs. Yeah, send yeah. me emails. I will link her Instagram. If you guys like beautiful, heart-expanding, wrenching poetry, you need to follow her on Instagram. It's fucking gorgeous. Gorgeous. Mm, thanks, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Thanks, oh, Nikki yeah. Sunshine. There's my girl. Autumn. <laughs> hey, Autumn. Really late. Hey. <laughs> well, look at that. We went. Like, oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> great. Great. All right, listeners. Well, now you know where to find Molly. <laughs> that's where. Yep, that's where you can find her. I'll have all that goodness linked up in the show notes. I will also have the link to the you, the me, and the we, the early bird price available for five gorgeous humans. Um, And yeah, Molly, thank you so much for your time and for being here. I love you. Thank you for having me, Nikki. I love you so much. And uh, have a great evening or afternoon, you and Autumn. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. We shall. We're in love, so it's going to be great. All right, you badasses. What did you think of that conversation? 
always, I love to hear your feedback. So take a screenshot of you listening to this episode, throw it on your Instagram, your Facebook stories, and tag me at Relationship Badass. Let me know what you got from it. Tag Molly too, at Molly Moonrise, I believe. I will link that up in the show notes. Reach out to me directly. Let me know what came up for you. Any ahas, any moments where you were challenged? love to hear that shit. So you can throw me a DM on Instagram or you can send me an email at relationshipbadass.com. I'm sorry, relationshipbadass at (laughs) gmail.com. Now, if you are, if your belly's tingling, if your mind's racing, if you feel that little tingle in your chest about you, me, and the we 12-month educational and group coaching empowerment program, oh, it's so good, uh, you need to hop on a call with Molly and I. So follow the link in the show notes. That will take you to the page where all the information is. You can learn exactly what you're getting yourself into here. It's got all the details lined out. And from that page, you can set up a curiosity call with myself or Molly or both of us. Really, it'll depend on scheduling who's available. Um, So I encourage you to go do that. Hop on a call. Let's chat and see, first of all, is this a fuck yes? Is this your calling? And if so, what, how are we going to make this happen? Um, Molly and I are so open to work with anyone who feels a fuck yes to this program. So just let us know, boo. You, me, and the we, a 12-week online group empowerment experience where you integrate skills and practices that return you to your personal power. It's all about self-sovereignty and relational mastery in one. It's going to be so good. So I cannot wait to meet you, speak with you, love on you, whoever you are out there who's going to be joining us in this beautiful container. (laughs) All right, badasses. Go check out Molly's Instagram, her website. She's got so much wisdom to share. I highly recommend you check her out. And, you know, if you're feeling it, Pause, scroll down, take two seconds of your day, and leave me a one to five star rating. And if you're feeling a little bit more generous, you can take a few more seconds and leave me an actual review where you write out a glimpse of your experience with this podcast. Reviews and ratings are the currency of iTunes. I don't, really, I'm just going to keep begging you guys, please leave me a rating and review. Please leave me a rating and review. Please leave me a rating and review. Um, finally, one last thing. This podcast is now available on Spotify. Woohoo! So on your free or premium Spotify account, you can just type in Relationship Badass Podcast and it will bring you right to our episode library. Yes. Yay for you Android people out there. <laughs> All right, y'all. I love you so very much. I deeply honor your commitment to yourself, to life, to living, to growth. I will catch you in the